Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Fair play. I wouldn't get up. You know, I'm Samoan and even I wouldn't get up from there. What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best. In the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. Fighting out of Auckland, New Zealand. Weighing in tonight at two. Success does not have a catchphrase, but it does have a name, and it does have a face. And it looks a lot like this, and it sounds a lot like the headbutt messiah, Mr. Riptide, TK Cooper. TK Cooper, how you doing? Hey, Tom, I'm good, thanks. What's up? Now, in these tumultuous times, it takes a brave soul to continue to put themselves out in front of the world and say, yes, I 100% strongly agree that Yorkshire pudding and custard go together. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand why it's such a beef. When did you realise that having Yorkshire pudding and custard uh, was such a divisive thing to do? Uh, when I when I got here for Christmas, I guess. Like I just so there's there's a buffet restaurant in New Zealand. Uh, it's defunct now. It's called Valentine's, and so you could just like fill your plate up with whatever. So I've never known that they were like a specifically um, that they were a, a dinner a dinner thing because I'd only ever seen them at this buffet so I'd always have them with my dessert like I'd just chuck like ice cream in it or custard or or jelly or just any because it's a pastry so I assumed it was like a dessert based food I wasn't aware that you were supposed to whack it in with a roast and like slap gravy on it so that was actually news to me can you remember who you were with and the horror and the horrified faces they pulled when uh, you did that for the yes, first time yes it was me it was it was like it was like it was around Christmas time because that was when uh, people were saying like oh yeah you know we'll get some Yorkshire puddings in and I was like, yeah, cool, like that, that'll be good for dessert, we'll have this, and then like, you know, the whole, the, like, if, if there had been, there would have been like a record scratch, and then a tumbleweed, and then some crickets, <laughs> you know, just that awkward, like, so it was me, Spike, uh, Spike Trevay, Damon Moser, and uh, Candy Floss just there, just like mapping out what we were going to do for Christmas, and then they all just were like, what is, what are you talking about, and then just started to just like verbally just like go to town on me. 
I genuinely think you could start a movement, though. All jokes aside, there seems like a, like because as much as like the like the Twitter like um, joke of it was like Spike was healing me out for it, and then I was just like, oh, you got to be more open minded. Like, there's, <laughs> turns out there's loads of people who do just have like Yorkshire puddings with like jam. So, well, there you go. There's a whole world of it out there. I mean, yeah, when there's I... already already there's already a market for it. <laughs> you would uh, there'll be a lot of people like me who would have seen that tweet and gone, oh, oh, actually. <laughs> Uh yeah okay I'm, it's good it's a good cross the sweet and savory divide I'm I'm a big fan of it I'm a big fan of it you're also a big fan of pineapple on pizza so it just yes, continues uh, the uh, yeah. the questionable food gamut yeah right I've, there. I've never really, I've never really considered myself as like the because I guess because I eat what I eat so I just like I don't think it's weird and then it's only when I get put in like the public sphere that I'm like oh I'm the weirdo ah <laughs> uh, forever embrace being the weirdo tk forever embrace the thing it is, i don't understand because people are always like oh my god pineapple on pizza but then their go-to will be a margarita so i'm like what you want just cheesy bread <laughs> it's true it's true it's when just, you turn it on its head it's absolutely true the fight back is just like oh you oh you just want like all the options of pizza and you want the the boring one you want the you want the vanilla you want the plain i think it was uh, sugar dunkerton on twitter who said he saw people raiding the uh, the bread and the pasta aisles oh, yeah, but all I the but all the stuff. spice aisles are still full like you're just yeah. going to be eating really dull food for the next 3 months all the all the dolmio like pasta pots are still full there but all the all the actual pasta all the all the penne is, is gone burgers yeah i'm ugh, i don't understand <laughs> like there's this other like there's probably not even like this will just send us on another tangent but um recently i was talking to someone about um i've heard you guys don't have it up there um it's, it's and again it's a london-based thing it's not a new zealand-based thing so i know that there's definitely a market for this one there's this place called dip and flip where like you buy a burger um and then they give you like um like a pot of gravy for you to dip your burger into and i think it's really nice oh i quite like that as an idea though it's a little pot of that pop it in yeah i'm down for that you know, it's it's really sloppy and really messy obviously because like the the bun and stuff and the and the you know they, they just you know they give you a hamburger as 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 it is and also the gravy but the minute like the minute the bun touches the gravy it just turns to absolute like sloppy soggy but it's it's delicious it's still really nice Oh, uh, yeah, gravy, gravy in a burger. Fine with that. It's all right. It's meat and gravy. See, there's a few there's a few of these things that I'm hoping that people... I think people will initially hear it, and then once we've described the situation, they go, actually, I'm open-minded enough to try it. <laughs> is, there, is there another another weird food combo before we leave food altogether? I promise. Is there another one that maybe you haven't entrusted with the population yet? Well, this is the thing because I like I I don't I I wouldn't consider what I eat weird, but I don't you know I don't like regularly go out looking for oh what can I put together that doesn't usually go together. So, <laughs> yeah. Like all the things I eat, I you know I would assume are just like normal stuff. So I don't really I don't really know until I get called out on what is that that I'm just I'm just I'm just having my lunch. <laughs> so keep an eye on T K Cooper. Should you ever go for a buffet with him? Eyes like a hawk on that guy. <laughs> TK, we are sending you on a desert island, and okay. before you go, we're going to burn out. Got to self-isolate, you know, got to do it, coronavirus. <laughs> it's, you know why, it's, it's suddenly a, a concept for a programme that isn't far from the truth. It was, it, wasn't, it was very out there back in September, but now it seems appropriate. Uh, we're going to send with you three matches burned onto a DVD for you to watch whilst you are there. What would the first wrestling match be, TK Cooper? What's your first so one? The first one, so... Uh, the first one is, uh, I, I bet this has been said uh, before, so Rock and Austin from WrestleMania 17. Yeah, this time I'm a 
I will give you every drop of sweat, every drop of blood, every ounce of energy I have. You are going to get the absolute best of The Rock at WrestleMania. I need to beat you up. I need it more than anything that you can ever imagine. There can be only one World Wrestling Federation champion, and that will be Rock Stone Cold Steve Austin. With all due respect. That's my definite go-to. I love like it was like the first time I feel like they introduced like false finishes properly, where like people were like swapping finishes and stuff. So it's so exciting, and I'm a massive fan of The Rock. Like, I, can you can you believe it? <laughs> I, I've seen in several interviews how you've said that like The Rock was like your your wrestling idol as you were yeah, getting into it. Yeah, The Rock and Eddie Guerrero are like two of the absolute faves. I remember the feeling of watching. Like I remember what I felt after watching it, or like during watching it. That I was like, "This is this is the best match I've ever seen." You know, they always say about like going on a journey when like you like when you are a wrestler or when you watch wrestling, and like I just felt like that one was like so many ebbs and flows of like similar to The Rock versus John Cena. I think just because I was like a diehard Rock fan, so like I was like desperate for him to win. So every like every AA John, and he gave him like loads as well. Every AA and every like um, STF. I was like begging for The Rock to get to the ropes just because like I was so like blindly invested in The Rock winning. And I think the same for um, WrestleMania 17. Even though I already knew that he loses, I was like, no, come on, like please kick out. If I if I took anything away, which is just not really unique to this match, but just the false finish when uh, Stone Cold kicks out of the people's elbow, I was like, wow, like just that. I was like, ah, uh, that was uh, that was his best move. What 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 now? Combination of like like impressed because it was such a great match, but then uh, such a great match, but then also like fury because I was mad that my guy didn't win. <laughs> what got you interesting in the first place? I I really have no idea. I feel like it was just like um a, just channel scrolling, and then it just kind of ended up on wrestling, and then I was just watching it, and then I I can't remember like the absolute start start. I just remember like seeing it once and then it just was a part of my like viewing because it was like early 2000s because like the, the, my first like interactions with like watching wrestling was like uh the brand split and just uh, we didn't have raw in new zealand for a long time so it was just like it was just only smackdown that's why you saw the rock so much because he was the lead guy yeah yeah uh, exactly SmackDown then, like, for he started, a while. then he started to like phase himself out because he was doing more movies and stuff so then it became more and then i guess that's why it kind of phased into more eddie Guerrero because he started to become more of the focal point like with the smackdown six and he was like tag champ and then united states and then like then top dog so tragically none of my three matches are going to have eddie Guerrero in them which is a bummer but we'll get to that before you became a wrestling fan before that infamous day where you were channel hopping and fell across it what were your plans what did you want to do i don't i i think yeah i wanted to be i wanted to be a presenter i wanted to be a t like a, a radio or a tv presenter uh i just really liked it like i really wanted to get into journalism for a bit like i i was doing that um like I studied like politics at university, so I, I mean this was like that. that those, that's like me time jumping ahead. Whereas like, as a kid, I just really liked the idea of being of like traveling around, and, like interviewing people, or, like finding out about like not like not like finding out about disasters. Like I'm really into disasters. I just mean like you know like being there at like ground zero. Like here's all the stuff that's going on, world. Let me tell you about it. Yeah, they're just like reporting and keeping everybody up to date. I just thought was like like a really cool thing not because i wanted to be like like i didn't feel like any like responsibility to be the one reporting on it i just thought like it was it was an interesting way to like learn about the world was like because you had to you had to know the facts first he was he was a good presenter uh, in new zealand uh at the at the time there was like so uh similar to over here i guess that we're like um there's there was two main two main channels with two main um like sets of news at 6 p.m so there was like channel one which was like traditionally like the old people's channel 
and then uh, channel. Like, so they'd all essentially deliver the same news, just like obviously they've got two different channels, so they're doing it in a different way. But and then Channel Three, there was this guy called John Campbell, who was um, essentially just a really normal dude, but like. He didn't like like any news presenter. He wouldn't like take a side or anything. But just the way he presented the news, I was like, this guy like knows his stuff. Which he, like you know they just reading off the teleprompter. But like he was really he was really eloquent and he was really like I don't know. He just came across as down to earth and then ended up getting his own like um getting his own news show after the news where he'd like you know like uh, like um like a talk show host would get their own show kind of thing. But he'd like host the news for like another extra half hour. So he get yeah. So it would be not so much the news; it would be like the John Campbell show. Yeah, it was originally called, yeah, it was called like the John Campbell show, and it was, but it wasn't like a comedy show. It wasn't like he wouldn't get on celebrities to talk about. Yeah, you know, it was like a real like he was he would just talk about like one specific issue for half an hour and get on an expert, and then they'd go back and forth a bit. The only thing I can seem to recall with John Campbell because I'm a bit of a media geek like this. When he was doing stuff at Eden Park. We talk about this all the time, and, and usually we talk to adults, and, and we leave children out of this. Because whatever is going on, uh, it's never the child's responsibility. But this little one is asleep behind me. I think they've been here overnight. Have you been here overnight? And so they, uh, their family have come to get food and Christmas presents. And this is our country. And there's no point pretending this isn't our country because it is. And those of us who are journalists see it quite often. Those of us who work in the sector uh, see it all the time. There are many children here. And they are waiting for food that their families might run short of. And they are waiting for presents that they might not otherwise get. It's a, probably a bad example because it doesn't really paint them in the, in the right light. But you know in, uh, in The Simpsons when the kids get the news show and Bart starts doing Bart's people? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so like that, but actually genuine. But where, with like, gravitas. Be, yeah, you know, with actual like meaning <laughs> and, and not just to piss people off. Yeah, like he was like, he was really grassroots. He was really like in amongst the people and like, even though he wasn't, he felt like one of the people. It felt like he represented me kind of thing. Like, you know, it felt like, it felt like I could identify with him. So it was like really like, yeah, he was just, he was just really good at like, pushing the like where 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 like new zealand is a group new zealand is a community as opposed to i don't know just the just the just the the class the class differential with with the presenting side of things do you feel like they're you're sort of exercising that that muscle now in professional wrestling yeah 100 percent because it's uh, i mean in, in a different way but uh, weirdly in a different way but similar you know like i'm still out there performing i'm still you know especially with like youtube on like uh, with me and mamba doing etm that's very much like a welcome to the show kind of thing but um uh, and re wrestling in general is obviously um just still so much of a performance that it's easy to kind of like parlay the energy and the charisma that i probably would have tried to bring to had i you know had i been like an mtv host or or whatever it was going to be. What is happening, fans of EVM? It is a Friday. And we are headed to a wrestling resurgence today. I'm in singles action against Harry Singh, the hometown boy from Leicester. And I'm in a four-way against Gene Money, a Visage, and Sugar Dunkadun. It's going to be a blast. But in the meantime, we're on the road now. So, uh, speaking of the road. Ooh, and we got a Q&A. Roll. The B roll. There's still that parallel universe where you do go on to be an MTV presenter, but uh, yeah. 
We are currently in the universe where you became a wrestler. And uh, was there a moment where you decided, obviously we've talked about you, channel flicking and finding Survivor Series 2001, finding the wrestling and just going, was there, what was the moment where you went, I don't want to just watch this, I want to do this? I could probably pinpoint it to around like 2006. So there was like, um, there was this, this local promotion that I'd never heard of. It had just, um, my mum found it in the, I don't know if you guys have, have the same magazine over here. It's called Time Out and it just has like what's on in your area. Yeah, there's there's something familiar, something similar called Time Out and it's also a chocolate bar over here. So I think we also had the chocolate bar, but that's uh, semantics. So, yes. <laughs> so it was just in that, um, it was in that, it was in that magazine or in that brochure or whatever it was, and it just said um, like IPW live wrestling, and this was kind of on like my peak childhood fandom where my mom was like, oh, you know, there's wrestling, there's wrestling in uh, in uh, like down the road. It was actually like an hour drive, but so like after I saw that, and I was like, wow, like. I, I'd never even I'd never heard of of the Indies. I wasn't aware of TNA. Like I didn't know anything outside of WWE existed. So when I saw like wrestling with my own eyes in real life for the first time, I was like, oh my god! Like people do this. I I could do this. I would. I, I want to do this. I want. I want to be a wrestler. <laughs> They're wrestlers. I want to be a wrestler. Your second match for your DVD. What's it going to so be? Second- okay. What was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, John Cena versus CM Punk, Money in the Bank. It is all about the WWE Championship. The holy grail of the WWE, formed by Mr. McMahon's father, Vince Sr., back in 1963. The first champion was Buddy Rogers. In over nearly 50 years, only 40 men have held the honor of wearing this championship. The likes of Bruno San Martino and Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, The Undertaker, Edge, Randy Orton, and that man, John Cena. It is the symbol of this company. It is everything to the McMahon family. And here we go. Cena versus Punk. One of the biggest matches in the history of WWE. The storyline of it where like CM Punk doesn't want to sign anymore, so he's just he, like you know, he's having this last match and he's like he's not he's not just having his last match, he's determined to leave the promotion with with the belt. And then like th- like how much they play on like the smart mark of it of like, well, there's no way he's going to because his his real life contract is going to expire and he's going to lose to like corporate stooge john cena and they like they're gonna make our indie favorite cm punk at least like just all those elements of like like the, the fake like the fakeness of uh like of this of the wrestling storyline and then like the playing on the realness that everybody like is absolutely buying into of like oh my god they're gonna make our favorite indie guy lose to the top wwe stooge and then send him on his way because his contract run out you ugh unbelievable and then the match itself is just magic where just like the crowd hates cena and loves cm punk because obviously it's in chicago and then like all the all the all the shenanigans with like vince and stuff like tries to screw job him tries to call for the bell early john john tries to then john stupidly tries to be like heroic and be like no it's not gonna go down like this i'll beat him myself then he runs in loses and then they then like vince jumps on the on the headset calls down alberto like so many shenanigans like cm punk kicks him in the head runs out blows him the kiss and then runs away oh so good (laughs) you know when a match is good when you can sit there and just recite all of that off the top of your head yeah like that's so different to the to, to the um 
uh, the Rock and Austin one, like I just, I just know that scene point one so vividly because it was just, I, I mean, the, that one I watched live and just like could not believe what I was seeing. Uh, tell us this, let's give us a situation where you were watching it. Were you watching it at home with friends? Were you out? Uh, yeah, so I was, I was at my friend's flat um, in New Zealand, and we, and there was like a bunch of us, and I think the room was pretty split on like you know, trying to play it smart of like, oh yeah, this is this is a cool finish for CM Punk to go out and lose, and the rest of us being like, no way, he's definitely gonna win. He's definitely definitely gonna win. With no 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 reason to to either to either thing. Well, I guess the logical one would to, would be to pick Cena, but then like you you know your heart just wants to see something new and something different happen just to just to see where they take it. And unfortunately, it didn't really play out into a cool storyline. It kind of fell off right away, but. Uh, the, the the match still lives, you know, is 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 infamous. So the idea of what could happen to wrestling, should he win, type of thing, because because obviously before then it had never happened before, you know. There was no there was no test before this to be like, oh, you know, well they've done this before, so this will probably just happen again. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. behind your training then three main guys who are like stalwarts of like the new zealand scene uh obviously these are going to be names to the listeners who just will have no idea who these guys are but i'm sure if they ever listen to this podcast i'll appreciate me shouting them out so it's uh alfred valentine johnny king and uh del knox so that was the promotion that i'd seen um a few years back but um so that was when i was i think i was 13 in 2006 and they had like a uh like like the minimum age to train was 16 so they like i wasn't allowed i wasn't allowed to start becoming a wrestler until three years later but then i left it off off and then didn't start training until i was 17 in 2010 talk to us about the the first day you walked into training uh so it was actually a tryout so there was about like i'd say like 20 or 30 of us uh mostly like uh like probably mid-20s or maybe, or maybe even mid thirties, like classic wrestling. What, what I assume would be like a classic wrestling stereotype. Like nobody's really in shape, nobody's really out of shape, but nobody looks like wrestlers. We're all just kind of normal dudes, and nobody, nobody's young as me though, which was um, crazy. But I guess like it wasn't as popular then as it as it is now. And this is New Zealand as well, so it's even like it's even you know it gets niche and niche and niche the more you like put caveats on it. So. Um, 
from there they just had us do like pretty basic stuff like there's a load of cardio tests and then um like tiny tiny like wrestling related drills because obviously like uh it's a try it's it's a, it's an implied tryout that they're gonna weed out like they only want x amount of people and then um at the end of the tryout they just picked i think nine of us out of like the i, I want to say maybe 25 30 of us and luckily i got picked and then um the ne- and then from there the next the next saturday and every saturday beyond that was wrestling training tell me something that each of your trainers taught you right so alfred valentine was like my main like he was he was he was the main tra- he was the main trainer at the time he um he was one of the top guys in the promotion he had he was uh he was the champion um just before i joined and then dropped the belt to my other trainer johnny king uh but like most weeks it would be i would be training with alf and then if he couldn't make it like uh johnny king or Dal Knox would step in uh so uh alf was the first one who really like he he pretty much taught me all the basics of of wrestling like uh, i remember the very first day he handed us all like i've still got the book um he handed us all these uh like notebooks uh same kind of size of book that you would take to school to like write like for for class and stuff and he just had us um uh write down all the stuff we all the stuff we thought we knew about wrestling all the stuff we wanted to know and um and then I've I've still I the, my my biggest memory I guess is I still have that book now because I use it to um, write my matches in the back. Oh wow! So it's the same book, yeah, but like, you keep everything written. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's all it's like you know it's slowly getting uh, like into into more pieces as it as it gets you know tossed around my room. Just I I mean I try to keep it in as good nick as possible because obviously I want to keep a record of all my matches just as uh, just as like a a thing to have when I when I give this up. That's the one thing that really sticks with me that he like he gave he like I can't really remember what the speech was, but I remember feeling like oh yeah one day I'll be a wrestler and then. I'll, I'll, you know, I've got all the knowledge in this book, and it, it's got all my, all my like gear concepts, all my gimmick concepts, um, like catchphrases, quotes, um, just just ideas. Like anytime I have an idea, I'll, I'll either. Well, I mean, nowadays with technology, I just use my phone and I just use the notes app and write stuff down. But like back in the day, <laughs> had to get out the old pad and pen. Maybe one day it'll be worth something. Fast forward, and you are now in the UK. What made you decide to leave New Zealand? So I had been wrestling in New Zealand for about four years. Um, it's probably worth noting that, like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do air quotes, but you can't see them. Mm-hmm. Wrestling in New Zealand isn't the same as uh, what I'd consider wrestling over here. So the promotion I worked for in New Zealand runs once a month. So at best, that's twelve matches a year. Uh, nowadays, I, you know, I'd be able to wrestle. If if I really if I really put my foot down, you know, I could probably wrestle twelve matches in a week with like the camps and stuff. And I just wanted a, a new challenge. Like I wanted to get better, and I just felt like it was just a continuous loop of just going round and round. And I just wasn't wrestling, wasn't wrestling enough, and just wasn't really learning any more than like people couldn't train me beyond their means. You know, like, they didn't they didn't have the knowledge beyond what they already knew. And I felt like I knew as much as them now. So I just needed to go somewhere else. And I didn't think like Australia was a drastic enough of a change because. I, I, obviously like they're they're a bigger they're a bigger scene than new zealand but like not didn't really feel like they were big enough and then coincidentally as i was looking to 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 branch out i just happened to see uh progress put chapter 13 on youtube for free and that just instantly caught my eye that this is this is exactly what i'm what i'm looking for i this, this is this is what i've been thinking about this is what i want to be involved in that looks great again not knowing that the wrestling scene in the uk was as big and as vast as it was, I just saw progress, and I was like, I want to be a part of progress. 
and uh, and that now has become a thing. Like we we yeah. see you yeah, more no, I mean, and more on progress uh, yourself and uh, Spike Trevay and Chuck Mambo. You guys as ETM. Uh, a lot of people will will be here because they would have heard uh, Chuck Mambo on a previous episode, and we know you guys uh, have a YouTube series. Your tag team specialist yeah. is ETM. How did you meet Chuck? Tell us your side of the story. Um, he, uh, I can't, he was like in one of my like one of my first trainings at at the Knuckle Locks gym, formerly the, what the heck was it called? The uh, Progress. What was it called? Ah, who the cares? Projo. Um, the Projo, of course. Duh. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, one of my one of my first um wrestling trainings at the Projo just met just met Chuck Mambo, and then we the uh, for the longest time we were always just you know we're we're just like mates. We're just you know we've we never were that close, and then it, it more started to um, become a thing as as we got into our careers in Britwest. Because uh, at the time, Mambo had a car, and we seemed to be getting booked on all the same shows, so we'd always be riding together. So from that, it's just sort of it just sort of seemed to be like we we just became friends. We just became more friends because we just spent more time together because wrestling made us. And then from there, we found out we just had loads of stuff in common. Like, uh, like we both love Lord of the Rings. Obviously, I love it because, like, well, I love it because it's actually like three really good films, but also because it's in New Zealand. And Mambo just loves it because he just, he just it thinks it's a really good trilogy. So we bonded <laughs> over that. Um, for instance, um, we both kind of got the same sense of humor. So it's just, you know, it's just, it, uh, like, we didn't, we never intended to be a team. We never intended to, like, you know, we never had a plan to make a YouTube series. It's all just kind of like, oh, like, you like being the elite? I like being the elite. Well, you know, we're kind of on the road similar to them, but, like, in a Brit Rest way. Maybe we should just, maybe we should vlog about it. And then that's that's kind of how ETM came about. And then the tag team thing was, was never was never an intention. It was just always just going to be me and Mambo on the road, um, out and about doing our thing. And it wasn't until a promotion asked, oh, like, would you like to, like, you guys do that etm youtube series would you like to be a tag team on we're running a tag team title gauntlet would you guys like to be a team and we're like yeah sure why not let's give it a crack and then like as much as i think we both enjoy like singles wrestling and like have singles wrestling aspirations it just it just is way more fulfilling i think to just be in a team with your best mate because it just it's just a lot more fun you're both out there doing doing the doing the match together like getting getting the crowd engaged together, just 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 just, just something strangely more satisfying when you do it as a tag team. Mambo, what are you what are you doing? What are all these like miscellaneous books that don't really apply to the scene? I'll tell you what I'm doing, TK. I'm doing my homework and I'm making sure I cast the right vote in this European Parliament thing. And I think I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna march ourselves to the booth. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't voting for the Brexit party. Mm-mm. No. We ain't voting for Therese Kamei. We are gonna vote for either the Greens or Labour, I think. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I think those two. Yeah. I can't vote. What? I, 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 can't, I can't vote. Listen, man, I know how you feel. Everyone's feeling kind of disenfranchised with mainstream politics. You get labeled as a Remainer. You get labeled as a Lever. But we got to take the bull by the horns. We got to take the power back. Or we got to get to those polls. No, polls, not polls. No, I, I literally mean, like, me. I'm not allowed to vote. Dude, I get it. I get it. I felt the same way. You know what the internet's like? It'll bury you from the left. It'll bury you from the 
right? But you got very relevant. Yeah, very relevant. But you got to just it's anonymous. Don't worry about it. But you got to get in there and make your voice heard. The time is now to make some change because I think this Brexit thing could be a whole heap of. I agree, it's bad, but it, it doesn't really apply to me. Okay. What has got you so damn apathetic, oh. you social nihilist? No, you get out of ah. this house and you go and vote, man. You go and vote. Ow! <laughs> oh. mm, that's some good democracy. I can't, I'm not, it's not my country. Uh. It's not your country. It's not your country. I am so sick of this rhetoric that it's not our country anymore because the EU ruined everything. My God, DK, you make me sick. We're going to get to your final match in a short while but before we do i like to drop this on the guests as the show goes on because i want some immediate answers from yourself as well as taking three sorry it's nothing dangerous uh as well as <laughs> taking or illegal as well as taking uh three wrestling matches with you i'm going to allow you to take with you a movie an album and a luxury item Ooh. so tk cooper what would you like your movie to be the departed oh straight in there why the departed Oh, I just I, I love it. It's because my joke is always uh, when anyone, when anyone ever asks like what happens like if they if they don't know a movie if, if you suggest a movie and they're like oh what happens I just I just ah you know everybody dies like um, <laughs> when when Toy Story three first came out I went to go see it and then someone asked like oh what happens I was like ah you know everyone dies and then they were just shocked so um, so I always use it as like a response it's just like a really blase ah you know everyone dies whatever. Right? Um, and then in the, the the Departed film, literally everyone dies. If you haven't seen it, everyone dies. <laughs> it is literally a film where you can say yeah, everyone dies. <laughs> Just, but I mean, it's also like a really great film. I really love like the the gangster uh, heisty style films. Not so much a heist in this one, but like those. The, yeah, I really I, if if not for like um any other genre like uh, like a, a traditional like action mission impossible style like action film i i do like um like the gangstery uh films so the departed is like probably one of my favorite films and it's uh, just a great cast as well like really good ensemble cast okay how about an album probably probably a kanye one i can't decide whether it would be uh late registration or 808s and heartbreaks so I, I limewired all of his all of his albums back in the day, you know. <laughs> Absolute legend. It's nice to hear LimeWire getting a nod. For those who Yeah, you know, if I couldn't get it on Napster, I'd, I'd chuck it on LimeWire, you know. <laughs> uh, truth, like, like to, in, you know, pun intended, keep it 100, TK. Uh, yeah. Did you ever accidentally download Kanye.West.AlbumDefinitely.exe and break your computer? No, thankfully, no, no. Was that just some kind of virus? Well, basically, there was anybody that would that could use anybody use LimeWire. If you weren't paying attention and you were trying desperately to download an album, you would you might accidentally press download on an XE file, which inevitably was a virus, and it's gonna crash. it would just computer, break yeah. your whole computer. It may or may not have happened to me once. So I was just checking that you hadn't you hadn't <laughs> fallen the same fate. Cannot confirm or deny whether it did or did not happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, and a luxury item, sir. Luxury item? Oh, what would I take? You know, I don't know. I'm not really much of a material guy, so... Um... Well, Chuck's taking his surfboard. FYI. Right. Um, I guess I'd take my Nintendo DS. 
Anything you're playing on there? I assume I get Pokemon, Pokemon Platinum. Really, I just rediscovered it in like a bag, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> so there's literally, like, I was just looking around. The, I was honestly just looking around the room to kind of like pick something <laughs> that I would want to take. So I just, I've just popped that and been like, yeah, you know, that will pass the time. So we've had yeah. on your three matches. We'll get to your third one now. We've had Steve Austin versus The Rock, WrestleMania 17. We have had the Money in the Bank smasher between John Cena and CM Punk. What is your third and final yeah. match, TK Cooper? I love this match, but it's not like it's another WWE one for those um, hoping it might have been something outside the realm. But um, tragically, no. It's it's an older one, uh, and it's a lower card match. I don't know why I'm I don't know why I'm preempting. I don't know why I don't just say <laughs> it. So it's um it's Scotty Too Hotty versus Dean Malenko for the light heavyweight championship. Backlash 2000. Scotty Too Hotty had more than a cup of coffee with the WWF light heavyweight title. And while his tag team partner, Grandmaster Sexay, is preparing to come off the injured list, Scotty Too Hotty has another opportunity here tonight to regain light heavyweight gold. Can you imagine the damn he'll do if he wins the, that championship? He'll worm his way all the way to the, to the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> He's worked his way into the hearts of these fans, hasn't he? Dean Malenko, the light heavyweight champion, regained the title last Thursday night on SmackDown, and certainly why not the most honorable means necessary. Oh, come on, all he's doing, what, what is he doing wrong? Oh, the ropes, can you see that? Well, I think he's just kind of leaning on the ropes. He's still illegal, he can't be in the ropes, you know that. Look at the look on Scotty's face. He couldn't believe he lost. After your three or four decades in the business, you know you can't hold the ropes to gain a victory. Oh, come on, what are the ropes in there for? So sick, because obviously because Scotty Duhotty is Scotty Duhotty, we just don't really think too much of him. But he really put they they let him put in quite a shift with like even like you know obviously Dean's the man of a thousand holds, but like he really like let, lets himself get get whooped by then Scotty Duhotty, who is you know arguably just kind of like a fun loving comedy character. It just comes out of nowhere as a bit of a barnstormer. I think it was just one of those days where I just wanted to put on a pay-per-view I hadn't seen from, like, way back. And then just, I was like, oh, Dean Malenko and Scotty, this would be, like, a, you know, six, seven minute, this would be a quick one. And then it just goes and goes and goes. And the people really get behind Scotty because, of course, you know, I figure it's, like, similar to when, like, Santino was the last guy in the chamber with Daniel Bryan where people are like, no way. There's no way. Oh, but I want him to. I want I want this to happen, but nah, there's no way. And then he gets some sort of offense in. You're like, oh, my God, he's going to do it. And then he doesn't do it. But like I, I will. I if if nothing else, I remember the finish is just a top rope DDT from Dean Malenko. Maybe it was supposed to be a brainbuster, but man, like it's just it's just a DDT off the top rope. Like both of them, not not one of them like Randy Orton like hanging ones. Like they're both up there and they both jump, and then he just drills them into the ground. And I'm like, Ugh. like that's not Dean Malenko's usual finish. But fair play, that that I wouldn't get up. I, you know, I'm Samoan, and even I wouldn't get up from that. <laughs> This has been great to sit and chat 
wrestling with you, sir. Uh, I know this is a funny old time uh, in the wrestling world, so I'd like to give you the floor just to plug away, tell people where they can find you guys on ETM, where you are on your socials. This is all yours, sir. Go yeah, for it. Um, hello, everyone. I'm I'm TK Cooper, uh, part-time wrestler. Well, no, actually, uh, no-time wrestler at the moment. <laughs> full-time full -time, uh, website shilling salesman. So you can find me at puretkc. That's P-U-R-E-T-K-C dot bigcartel.com where you can buy uh, my new shirt and my new sweatshirt. You know, you got to stay warm in these self-isolating times. So be sure to pick up one, if not both. Um, if you like, if if you're aware of me and my tag team partner, Chuck Mambo, then check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash T-K-M-E-T-M. And then our, um, our merch is available at, you know, what is the bloody, Mambo made this one. So I think it's etmworld.bigcartel.com so we've got a few options up there nothing new up there uh since since we got new we got no new corona merch basically we got no new corona merch but we did have plans to release stuff but obviously um with the bloody virus there's no well there's no there's no merch <laughs> there's no merch doing the rounds but um i appreciate it if you're out there and you're listening and you'd like to support because obviously my income is based on wrestling which i cannot do anymore so now i'm a fashion designer so uh, if, for the next 12 weeks, uh, supposedly. So if you're out there and you'd like to support, I really appreciate it. No pressure, absolutely no incentive to uh, send me your money because obviously we're all going through our own struggles. But if you've got a bit of disposable income, I would uh, super appreciate. And I will send you a wonderful pink sweatshirt if you do. Thank you. John Campbell would be proud. Oh, God, wouldn't he just? This is our indie wrestling! <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> 